When you're designing a vacation home, you're managing an entirely different set of priorities and home functions. It's managing an entire different set of family. The Wingnut Social Podcast, Episode 29 with Nicole O'Dwyer. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, Wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the head Wingnut, Darla Powell, and I'm joined by the ever-afflicted person with gingivitis. Oh, geez. <laughs> I thought, okay, I'm just, I just brace myself every time. You should roll with these punches. Aren't you used to this by now? I know. And now I've adapted the name of Pebbles. Pebbles, emotional support, ginger, nag, yeah. soulless ginger. Uh-huh. And of course, we've always known you've had gingivitis. Yes. Yes. And I did not put my hair on top of my head today. Dang it. I should have <laughs> done that to see if I could irritate you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I went to get a haircut today and I got vetoed the moment I walked out of the house. Don't you cut that off your hair. You better let that grow. <laughs> your hair Don't looks, you come back with short hair. Your hair looks so much nicer when it's just a little bit longer. Jerry Cerruti, where are you when I need you? <laughs> I have no support, people. I need support. If you are new to the show and you're wondering, okay, what the heck is gingivitis? That sounds highly offensive. And maybe some of you out there are suffering from it. It's just a, a nice little loving little joke that Natalie and I have, but it really emanates from South Park. It's a character on there called Cartman, had a very funny episode all about gingers. Go ahead, do the impersonation. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no I'm going to spare them. No, no. No, they won't, they won't know. But anyway, Jonathan could put that in the show notes. They've been in the show notes before. But if you guys have no life and you are have the uh, humor of a 14-year-old boy, you'll you'll thoroughly enjoy it. So all that stuff that we were doing before that we were announcing, which is TBD, TBA, is now TB here. We have deets for you guys on Nicole Heimer's and my talk at Chandra Ruggs at High Point, which is going to be Sunday, April the 7th at 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. And there's actually a landing page now so you guys can go and register for that. It's my Doma studio is sponsoring our little talk along with Chandra Ruggs. And if you guys head over to events.mydomastudio.com slash social media, you will see my mug and the lovely Nicole Heimer's mug there and a little bit about what we're going to be discussing. So if you guys want to get your social media game all tightly fastened, get it? Wingnuts, tightly fastened. Don't worry, my mug will be in the audience. Run, don't walk. No, you, yeah, you'll be there, right? I'll of be course. In the audience. So if you guys want to see like a real case study of gingivitis in real life. <laughs> you know, maybe I should just dye my hair so I can get rid of gingivitis. It's going to be a fabulous talk. Just go there. You don't have to register. It'd be nice if we knew how many people were showing up because there will be whiskey and mustaches. When you guys ask questions, you can say, I must ask you a question. <laughs> We're really kicking that around, and I'm not kidding. Check that out. Come on over. Natalie Ann Graff. Yes. Today, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Not only is her name Nicole O'Dwyer, which to me rings Irish, and why is that pertinent to today's show? Because you're drinking Irish whiskey. Yes. We we have a little bit of Irish whiskey going on. So if you guys are listening to this in the morning, that sounds gross. You can have Irish coffee. But we're recording this late in the afternoon. It's not gross. You can have Irish coffee. It's not gross. You can have Irish coffee in the morning, Darla. But it's there's, not. Uh, there's no rules against it. It's coffee. Okay, so if you guys are listening in the morning, go ahead and I, have listen, Irish coffee, but not if you're driving. 
So not only is Nicole O'Dwyer a nice, fine Irish girl, she's also- We met her. We did meet her. We met her in real life. That's right. She came down here and we had dinner and she's a lovely young lady, very successful. And like I mentioned before, she's also a wingnut social client and- I think she's pretty happy with us. I've heard that rumor. (laughs) I don't think she'd be here if she wasn't. Or it'd be a whole different show. But we're not paying her either. No, not at all. This is, yeah, totally um, not sponsored, not solicited, all that. But she just does happen to be a wingnut social client. But we are going to talk to her about how she markets her business, how she does it, how we help her do it, of course, as well, to clients who own Second homes, vacation homes, some vacation rentals, you know, the the pros and cons of it, how she markets herself differently. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who who really just specialize in that. Where she works is in an area where it's very transient as far as maybe trans- touristy. Yeah, touristy. I mean, transient isn't quite the right word, but where people go, f- go for the summer. Right. Come down here for the winter. You know, so, so she likes mm-hmm. to do all of their homes and take care of all their needs while they're not at their home. And that's the best part, right? That's pretty genius. How many of us dream of just doing a house where the clients aren't there? <laughs> not that's that we don't love nice, our clients, darling. but that's it, not nice, darling. no, it's not not nice. Not that we don't love our clients, but it just it gives you that freedom, that emotional freedom, creative freedom to just do what we do, right? We're going to pick her brain about that and mm-hmm. figure out how she does that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I I think she's married to a contractor. Oh, well, there you go. That, yeah, when are you getting your contractor's license, by the way? Never. You see what I'm dealing with here? Why? Because I don't want the headache of the subs. <laughs> subs lie. <laughs> subs do lie. All right, guys, help me in welcoming Nicole O'Dwyer to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Nicole O'Dwyer. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Hi, Darla. Hi, Natalie. How are you? How are you? Good, good. It was so nice to finally meet you in person. I know. That was so much fun. We should go back because that food was amazing. I should definitely go back. I miss Miami so much. Are you cold up there? I'm very cold and cranky. So, <laughs> Oh, it's about 85 and sunny here. Are you oh, wow. That's the life. <laughs> We're going to decrank you here. Yes, here we go. <laughs> pour, pour a glass of whiskey and join us here. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so we were telling the wingnuts that you're Irish, and then I had a little epiphany. I don't think that you're exactly Irish. No, no my husband is the, is the O'Dwyer. I'm the Sanchez, so very cultured over here. <laughs> you know, I just needed an excuse to drink Irish whiskey, but I guess we could have had some tequila. Yeah, tequila, <laughs> some red wine, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Excellent. Nicole, tell us a little bit about yourself on what you do. So I specialize in new home construction, interior design. I would say that's the majority of my business. Um, another large portion of my business is custom window treatments. I'm the dealer for Hunter Douglas and Cashmere Fabrics, Curse Drapery Hardware, all of those um, big lines. So I do a lot of custom window treatments in addition to new home construction. And I live in Northeast Pennsylvania. So anyone that's familiar with that area, the Pocono region, there's a lot of vacation homes here. So because of that area that I live in, that's um, how I ended up doing a lot of second home vacation properties. That what a perfect. nice, yeah, what a nice, that, <laughs> you did that so well. You're absolutely oh, hired. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a great segue, because that's what this episode is about today, is about, right, how yeah. we market for, you know, those clients for their vacation homes, their second homes, touch on some VRBO. And I was telling the wingnuts before we brought you on that, isn't it a dream to design houses with the clients or in their other house? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that it is. Whenever we talk about moving, you know, out of this area, that's always an issue. Like, oh, we have to go back and work. If we did potentially go back, we have to go back and work with people that are living in the house. And it's just, I definitely don't miss that about living in New Jersey. <laughs> And I think you married smart. You married a contractor, correct? Yes. My husband has a carpentry business. So there we go. You can boss him around and get what you'd want done. <laughs> yeah. Correct? You know, it works sometimes. <laughs> You're going to have to talk Natalie into getting that contractor's license. I think it'll I'm, never happen. Yeah, I know. It is, no, yeah. it'll never happen. You would be so good at that. So how did you get started in just in doing the second homes as your main focus for your marketing and for your interior design business? Did it just kind of happen because that's the area that you're in? Or was that purposeful? It did just sort of evolve that way. However, okay. I did have to change a couple more of my strategies. As a designer, you kind of fall into this little bubble of what your style is. And when I started getting more and more projects up here, that style turned into that rustic lake house, touch of nautical, log cabin look. And I realized that I'm not always going to have that customer. So what I wanted to do was showcase some of the other styles that I know how to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Instead of just being like the rustic design, I wanted to show that, okay, I am versed in mid-century modern and all these other different styles so that when I get that customer, I don't necessarily turn away customers because they're not looking for that rustic design. So what I started to do was get really good photography, which everyone knows is crucial, but get really good photography. Yeah. Yeah of other styles that I've designed before. And that way I wasn't getting stuck in that, you know, tongue and groove rustic lake house design. If I'm understanding this correctly, Mm -hmm. where you live and what you, where you're at, because it is a lot of second homes, Mm -hmm. a lot of those clients are into that rustic lake house. Hey, this is what I like. Nautical. Yeah. You, you gently steer them in a different path and say, Hey, I can do that for you. But by the way, do you like this? Exactly. Like instead of people coming up here, I mean, if they like that, if that's what they want, that's one thing. But I don't want people to come up here and move here and think that they have to have that. If that's not your style, like let's cater to your individual style. Let's do something that's a mix uh, that represents who you are at your lake house. All right, Nicole, let me try to wrap my mind around this. So Everybody where you live likes that rustic lake house nautical. Almost everybody. Almost everybody. Almost. We know you don't. You're not a fan. (laughs) Well, not that I don't, but. No, no, no. Not you. You're you're good. Darling. (laughs) eh. I like it. We get this down here in the Keys, you know, the Mm -hmm. the coastal, the rustic, whatever. So everybody likes that. And you're like, you know what? I can do that. Here you go. I'll be happy to do it for you. But have you guys thought about this? Have you guys thought about some mid-century modern? Have you thought about this? I can do this. And hey, look, I do it pretty well. How did you go about saying, okay, guys, I'll do what you want, but think about this in your marketing strategy? In my marketing strategy, it's all just about showing people their options. Because when a customer comes to you, a lot of times... Yes, they might have their Pinterest board, but they are open to ideas. So it's all about showing them projects that I've worked on in the past and showing them inspiration images that they wouldn't necessarily find on their own. So basically, you're trying to make them think outside of the box. Say, hey, that's nice. That's pretty, but really kind of look towards this. Exactly. Because you hire an interior designer to help with the process and make your life easier. But you also hire an interior designer to do something that you can't do. So I don't want... 
people to hire me to do something that they could have done on their own. So I just want to... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to open their mind to different ideas that might tie in with that rustic lake house, but um, not pigeonhole themselves. I love that. So let's circle back just a bit. Mm-hmm. Going back to the very beginning, this is a very niche client, very niche market. Yes. Second home people, people with higher income, we're assuming if you can have two houses, yeah. you're going to be in that little upper echelon of design, mm-hmm. even if it's lake house. <laughs> um, how did you get the attention of those clients? Was it just merely because the propensity of, you know, the, the market in that area happened to be that? Or how did you find, how did you get yourself to stand out just from the get go? And we'll get in a little bit more detail into the marketing strategy for that market. Okay. I mean, in this situation for me, word of mouth was key. Okay. If you're going to a new area, whether you've vacationed there in the past, you're going to ask for referrals from the first person that you meet and trust. So whether that's your builder, your realtor, your neighbor, the guy that you met that's going to install your kitchen cabinets. So for me, word of mouth was really key. So just being consistent and building up a good reputation and being honest with my design and my business and my process, that's really how... That, I mean, it's the first marketing effort and strategy, just word of mouth and networking and getting yourself out there and building those relationships and building up your network. Because the more people that you know, and the more people that work with you and trust you, that's another mouth that's going to pass along your information. So that's definitely the tried and true marketing strategy. But that only goes so far, you need to supplement word of mouth with your online presence. So once a person hears about you, the next thing that they're going to do is go on your website or go on your social media. So you have to have that substance. You have to have that portfolio, that bio, that information to support what the word of mouth just passed along. And what's the number one thing that you put on social media to get that? Project pictures, progress shots. I mean, Instagram stories, just showing what I'm working on. I mean, it could be as simple as Yesterday, I was meeting with a customer and we're picking out a sage green for their kitchen cabinet. So it was that process. You know, I just put a story up about what I was going to present to them. Lately, I've been doing a lot of mood boards and getting a lot of feedback because I think people are really interested in people that aren't familiar with hiring a designer. I think they're interested in seeing that preliminary design process. I think that really interests a lot of people. I get a lot of feedback, even from friends and family, like, oh, wow, that was, how'd you even do that? Like I I did a story about showing like different options on a mood board and I got a lot of positive feedback. So I think that that, especially if it's a customer that's looking for you and hasn't reached out to you yet and they see that, they see your process, they already know a little bit about you before they even make that initial phone call. I mean, I think that's even better. I'm so glad that you brought that up because mm-hmm. mood boards do incredibly well because yeah. people really do want to see that you have some kind of technical skill besides just standing there and looking pretty or making a space look pretty. And I have to tell you, I'm very proud of you because you are doing a lot more stories. I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. And yeah, and definitely you you should be. I mean, you look amazing. You're oh, very good on video. So that And those are doing really well for you and your traction and your account that I know. Thank you. That ties it all back into the strategy and those mood boards and the stories that she does. It mm-hmm. makes it personable. Those clients that have not yet hired her see her in that that realm of, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, I need to call her. What's her number? That's what stories are for, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. The, the, the stories are to show more of like the behind the scenes. Here I am. I'm. I have red blood cells. I'm a real person. I, you know, I breathe in. I breathe out. Yeah, the nitty gritty, not just the beautiful after picture. And I know we spoke about photography, Nicole. Mm-hmm. How 
important are your future projects to get that right photographer in so the social media world and the future clients can see that? It, it's interesting. Once you start paying attention to your social media more, you realize how important that aspect is. Now you walk into a project that you're about ready to photograph. I have this one that my husband and I are going through and installing the window treatment. So we're almost there. And it's just, it's so, you look at things from a, you look at things through your Instagram lens. All of a sudden it's, okay, that angle is going to be really good. You know, this would be a good detail shot. But I mean, the photography is so important. A good and bad picture makes or breaks it. So yeah, remember to get lots of detail shots too, like uh, for close-up vignettes, you know, the detailed textures. Yeah, absolutely. Those do really, really, really well, yeah. which is surprising because when we, even when we're on photo shoots, I forget to sometimes to get that little stuff. I just kind of, you know, you're so exhausted by the end of it. You just kind of want to go home. It's like, okay, here, take another hundred pictures of this leaf. <laughs> of, this leaf. <laughs> of this fabric. Okay, so there's a lot of designers listening who live in areas like for us, for example, we mm -hmm. come from Miami. We have the Keys nearby. So we have a a lot of second homes here too. We have the mm -hmm. snowbirds that come down where you are and there's, you know, California, there's lots of places where designers can really take advantage of this market. So we all have our systems and processes. I'm hoping by now, if you listen to Luann Nagara's show or Kimberly Seldon's show, Business of Design. So how does the process, your systems and processes of, of taking a project from beginning to end, not going too in detail, but you know, differ when you're doing a second home or a vacation home or a VRBO for clients as it is to, okay, they're here and they're looking over your shoulder, watching you rub that fabric. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're designing a vacation home, you're managing an entirely different set of priorities and home functions. You're getting people that are coming up and ready to relax and bringing family and friends that are planning on staying a long time, not just for dinner. They're celebrating holidays. They're taking a week off from their busy lives wherever they came from. It's managing an entire different set of family. So the avenue of communication is a lot different because you have sometimes it could be frustrating because you have these people that will focus, focus, focus on their lake house and then go back to New York, New Jersey or Philly area and completely forget that they're building a house. So you're hanging on <laughs> waiting. So it's really just, uh, obviously in this business, being organized is important, but it's really crucial. Tracking where you are with your approval process you know, I have approval on the cabinets. I don't have approval on the hardware yet. Keeping track of all of those minute details because it's so easy to forget when you don't see or hear back from the person for a month. So it's really all about setting those deadlines managing your communication strategy with them and getting the approvals when they're there. So I have customers that will come up, let's say they come up once a month or once every other month and they'll come up on the weekends and they don't want to spend their time at the plumbing showroom. They don't want to spend their time at the tile showroom. So it'll be my job and part of the reason why they hire me to bring all of their samples to the job site in one place, have everything organized and so that they can easily visualize it. So it's almost like real life mood board. So that's a large part of what what I do and something that I found makes it a lot easier for them to be standing in the space for a day and get the majority of our decisions selected so that I can keep everyone on moving because you Oh wow. Yeah, because you know, I mean, 
you have the tile person that's waiting. You have the contractor, you have the carpenters that are waiting for trim detail. You have all of these people that are just waiting on this homeowner. So when they come up, it's like this mad rush of like, okay, Nicole, get as many decisions (laughs) that you can. Like we need this, like this job is going to stop. And I mean, up here in Northeast Pennsylvania, everyone wants their lake houses done by 4th of July. So it's always this mad rush. So now is my busy time because I'm making sure that everyone has all their selections. I'm making sure the homeowner is going to be happy with the end product. So just keeping everything moving, it's just, I mean, that's the same thing if you're designing a primary residence. However, it's it's almost like you only have the customer's attention span for such a short window of time because they're going to go back to their primary residence and almost... And forget all about exactly. you. Exactly. Know, yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about that because, you know, all of, you know, designers, we are complaining sometimes if we have clients that are micromanaging, but mm-hmm. I never thought about the other end of that spectrum. Oh, the other end of it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't hear back from them, then that makes your job harder too. And how do you keep, do you use, what kind of software do you use? How do you keep track of all this and getting everybody... That was my thought, Darla. <laughs> we do. Oh, okay. Lord. Oh, oh, it's time to hang us. it up. <laughs> Well, there's my Ivy plug. Um, I okay, def- yeah. Ivy helps me a lot. I mean, it's an awesome software and it just helps me keep my projects organized. I mean, I'm a big Google Drive person. I Yeah, we are too. I But I'm also a very handwritten notes type of person. So I handwrite my notes in my client binder, but then I upload them to Google Drive. So if I, you know, I'm on the road and I have a question, I could refer back to my notes. So that's something that actually helps me a lot. Yeah, we're both familiar with Ivy. And um, just recently, we started incorporating My Doma Studio oh, into our right. jobs. Mm-hmm. So we're, yeah. So we actually, if you guys aren't using some kind of management software like that, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's made our life so much easier, especially so much easier. I mean, it's made my life yeah. as a project manager, <laughs> really, a yeah. lot easier, so much easier. And then and Ivy has a great vendor program, My Doma does as well. And My Doma Studio, what I we really like about about them, we started using them is that everything is contained like in a little universe, all the client communication and everything. It's we're really pretty happy with that. Ooh, so client have- communication, yeah. That's a big key. one. That's key. Seeing everything and what they said and reviewing that before a meeting. Like I have a customer that I'm meeting with tomorrow morning and I was just going over their emails because like I said, I haven't seen these people since before Christmas. So right. this is my first time seeing them in a while. So I need to know like, what did they say about that vanity door style? Like, are were they happy with it or did they want to, like you have to revisit all of those things. So when you have a, when you have, um, a design management system, it just, it makes it so much easier on the, on the designer to keep track of all of those little details, like the communication, even, you know, if they were really excited about that countertop or if they wanted to see other options, it's all very important. Absolutely. And it's emails get so lost. I mean, you know, if you're like, like us, we get we get hundreds and hundreds of emails a day. It's so easy to forget and get lost. And we also I also I don't I'm trying to get Natalie to do this, but she won't I carry a journal with me and I take notes there as well as up. Yeah, so we're we're twins. Yeah, we're twins, basically, Darla. And we're the same age, too, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think she's got you beat, Darla. I think she's a uh, Okay. So you, you're familiar with Shana. Shana Heinrichsee. She's our yes. social media director who's been working with you some on the count. I said, hey, do you have any questions for Nicole for the podcast? And she submitted this. She says, oh. ask her about how and why she started doing so much with her Instagram stories, because I think she's been poking you with a stick on that. So we did go over that a little bit, but that is something that you just recently stepped up, right? Yes. So let's let's just go circle back a little bit more to that and okay. and tell me what got you inspired to actually just give in and start doing them and what kind of um, success have you seen from doing the Instagram stories with regards to this topic? Well, Shana was my inspiration because she told me to do it. 
She's inspiring. And she's, she's, inspiring. she's also, she's tough, right? She is tough, but she's great at her job. She's, yeah, but she's like, Nicole, you need to do more of these Instagram stories. Like, what are you yep. doing? Um, but I think. <laughs> <It> sounds like. <laughs> um, I think with the stories, it's, um, it's one of those things that just, it supplements, it backs up your, mm-hmm. your purpose of what you're doing. And like I said before, you, I do have customers that look at my Instagram and they tell me, you know, I saw that story. That was great. Or I saw that other project that you were working on. Do you think maybe we can, I liked that trim detail. Do you think we can use that in my house? It's just something that my customers are always looking at that. So I know that there's customers out there that or potential customers that haven't called me yet. Uh, that are looking at that. And it's funny because last week I had a potential new customer give me a call and they said something about living in central New Jersey and that's where I'm from. And it was funny because I I was like, oh yeah, that's great. I'm from Bridgewater, New Jersey. And I could tell they already knew because like they looked at my Instagram and they looked at my website. So I was telling them these things. And then I had another one that said something about New England and I went to University of Rhode Island. So it was funny because I already, you could just tell that they already knew that. So it's, I mean, it backs it up that Instagram, social media and your website, like it really, people do look at that stuff before they give you a call. So I think that was a little bit of my inspiration behind it. And it's so funny. I don't know if you found this yet, but I've I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast that Mm -hmm. we get a lot of our clients from social media and they've never once commented on anything they just they see they look they're like little voyeurs and really they pick up the phone when they're yes interesting get that a, I don't know if that's a Miami thing or <laughs> Miami yeah my customers or, comment okay no, especially we wait do your past customers comment yes yeah okay. but what about your what about what about the client that just called the other day that you have a comment and you're like I have no idea where this comment came from do they comment or do they wait till after you've made contact and they are your client and then they I proceed don't. to comment I think that they wait until they're your client to start <laughs> commenting but so you I don't have... have some creeper just commenting and you're like who the heck is this guy yeah <laughs> okay. but my past customers comment the most and my oh, past okay. customers like to see when I post things. That's, you know, we do get that too. But yeah. we find like our biggest projects, like our, it seems so far that our higher end projects are from clients who found us on social media, on Instagram mostly. That's our mm-hmm. number one uh, platform. That's but they haven't commented, <laughs> unless they have some strange code word or something I don't recognize. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't commented. Okay. So, Nicole, let's talk a little bit about um, how you strategize budget for these second homes because I mean, I'm assuming these clients have a lot of expendable income. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, figure out, you know, how to discuss budget with them? Do you do flat rates? Do you because they're not there? Do Mm -hmm. you do hourly? I mean, we talked about the communication before. How do you negotiate that with them? I am 90% hourly. The times where I get into flat fees is if I'm doing one room, or Mm. if you're doing a rental property because rental properties are like kind of a different ball game if you think about it because you're allocating most of your budget to the larger pieces and um, the pieces that are like a couch or a bed, like the things that are maybe not a bed, but well, uh, maybe a bed. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Like things that are going to get a little bit more wear and tear. But when it comes to like the second home, I mean, that discussion, a lot of times my customers already have their budget in mind before they start even give me a call because, you know, especially if they're building a new house, 
So I, yeah, I, I pretty much stick to my hourly rate. What's your strategy for extracting the budget for them? Because everybody knows it's like pulling teeth to oh, get yeah, a client to tell like you what their teeth. budget is. So just out of curiosity, what do you do? How do you get, do you just sweet talk them, bat your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a hard one. I mean, I can tell a range of what their budget is based on what they're asking for, especially with window treatments. Like customers that know these brands like Hunter Douglas and customers that are already asking for the motorized. I mean, they know what they're, what they're not. They've already done a little bit of research, so they know what to expect. And if it's a new home construction project, I mean, a lot of times, I guess I luck out in that where the builder already has the budget. So I kind of stick to those guidelines and go from there. But yeah, budget is always a tricky one. But with second homes, I mean, it is disposable income. So it's a little bit less touchy than someone's primary residence, I find. So we've been talking a lot about vacation rentals and and a little bit about you doing homes for people. That is our second home. Mm -hmm. So how important is it to meet with your far away clients when when they actually come in and, and you say, hey, we need to meet? Well, every project is different, but it is very, very important. I do have some of these customers, though, that they're building a lake house and they almost they know what they want. And they once someone trusts you, it gives you the power to like make those executive decisions because the customer trusts you and you know they you have such a good sense of their individual style you can almost you know what they're going to say so once you have that communication i mean it's very important to be open about it and be realistic with the expectations but once you have that customer that trusts you it makes it so much easier but you know as designers you know how important the approvals are. So I always make sure that if I am making a decision, an executive decision, I always follow that up with an email, pictures, you know, a a thing on layout with notes about why I made that decision. It's just always important to have that backup for yourself. But the communication is very important. And I, I think meeting in person is important too. I mean, there's only been a few jobs where I haven't actually met the person especially when you're building a house, I think it's important that they walk the job site, that they look at where everything is going to be in real space. And then they have to leave for whatever reason and they can't come back up, then keeping that dialogue open is important. Plus, you kind of it's nice to kind of see each other in real life in 3D too, to know if you're going to work well together, if you're going to vibe, if you're going to jive and all. I mean, right? Yeah, because they're trusting me with their vacation home. So and lots and lots of moolah. Lots and lots of moolah. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Do the clients that hire you to do their second homes, their vacation homes, do they also hire you to do their primary homes? Is it the same type of client or is it like a totally different demographic there? So two-part answer. There's been a lot of customers that hire me to do their vacation home up in this lake lake region area. And then I also get hired to do their primary residence, whether it's outside of Philly or Jersey or New York. Um, So that that does happen often. However, there are certain situations where a customer will hire me to do their to design their second home but they wouldn't necessarily hire me to do their primary residence the benefit of having a designer in a vacation home is you have these customers that come up and they don't want to spend their entire weekend in the plumbing supply or they don't want to spend their entire <laughs> weekend in a showroom picking out tile or even picking out paint samples i mean everyone knows how long that could take and how you could drive yourself crazy looking at the differences between shades of gray. So there's a lot of times where customers will come to me and be like, I would have never hired a designer if this was my full-time residence, but you just made it so easy for me. And 
you know, they love the end result and they love the product so that they're, they're happy because I made the process easier for them, easier for the builder. And I was there to make everyone's life easier. So a lot of times it opens up, I think, some people's minds to the idea of using a designer because they realize, yeah, maybe I could have done this myself, but now I have new ideas and I spent way less time and energy. I actually came up and enjoyed my lake house this summer instead of having to worry about the renovation. So right. So you're really selling them time, their life, their enjoyment. So when it comes to doing their vacation home, their second home, how down to the nitty gritty do you get? Are we talking linens, silverware, dishes, that kind of nitty gritty? Is How full service is that? So the nitty gritty in terms of, yes, I have picked out like a washer and dryer before. I have picked out toilets before. I don't think that I get into too much of like the forks and the knives, but definitely table linens, definitely any, you know, anything that the mm-hmm. customer, if I could make their life easier and it, helps. Great. I mean, a lot of the times too, I'm there to make the contractor's life easier as well because they don't necessarily have the time. I already established the relationship with the customer. They're communicating back and forth. They necessarily didn't all of the time, if that makes sense. So, Right. The reason I asked that is because I had heard, and the name escapes me, I heard on Luann Nagara's mm-hmm. podcast once a, a designer that did do that for vacation homes, and it was really just down to everything, stocking the bar, the silverware. So I was just curious. And last but not, I have one more question before yeah. we get into to the uh, what up wing nut round. I wanted to ask you since most of the people that are coming to your area that have these second homes are from other areas, how the hell do you find out where they're from and targeting the markets of where they're coming from? You know what I mean? Because if you market there in the Poconos al- alone, that's going to limit you, I would think. So how, how are you finding out that, the geography, et cetera? That's where the geotagging on Instagram definitely comes in handy. And a lot of people know this area just from being on vacation. So I think that's how they find the network of people that I work with. And then the other thing that I wanted to say is I would definitely stock a bar a hundred percent. Like, if so, <laughs> I, I don't know why I don't offer that service. Like, yes. Like, why didn't I, I even think that like, could be think a good that. service? Yeah. That would be stocking a good the bar, angle. filling the, yeah, I could do that. I could get down And, with and that. how did you figure out that the geo hashtagging and there was an actual strategy behind this? <laughs> so that's something that Wingnut Social helped me with. And one of my decisions to use Wingnut Social, which was such a good decision because it's just Thank such you. a great business that you guys have there. But you know, when you're self-employed, you quickly realize that you can't do everything yourself. I mean, as a designer, it's a constant juggle between client meetings and prep work and window treatment measuring and ordering and even your bookkeeping and then designing. So once you see that growth in your business, you realize that you can't do it all. And realizing how important social media is and how many people do look at your social media before making that first phone call or even just as follow-up as an clients looking at it for their own inspiration, I just realized that I couldn't do everything. And that was one of the reasons why I reached out to Wingnut Social and started working with you guys. And I just love all the ideas and I'm so happy with everything because it really makes a difference. It's 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 building a portfolio. Awesome. I love to hear that. That makes me incredibly happy to hear. And mm-hmm. it also makes me really happy to hear aside from you know, us and Wingnut Social, which is seems self-serving, but it isn't, is that you believe in the marketing power of social media mm-hmm. because we run across so many designers who just don't think it's effective for mm-hmm. their entire design business. And 
I've harped on it a million times. It's those same designers will say, well, I put out four posts or I wrote a blog this month and I didn't get any clients. And then no, they're done. Yeah, it's they about give, the consistency. Yeah. Exactly. And even don't you guys feel that it's helpful if you're in a meeting? Like sometimes when you're in a meeting and something comes up that you've done before and it's like, oh, well, that was on my Instagram. I posted that a week ago. So it's it's just kind of like a tool for your business as well as marketing, obviously. But I, f- I find myself doing that a lot. Like, oh, well, let me show you an example. <laughs> <laughs> and it's convenient and exactly. it's right there. Yeah. You don't have to go to your portfolio and your website. Actually, in our newsletters, we'll put out our latest um, projects, you know, news, what is DPI up to? And at the bottom, it's like, oh, now if you want daily updates, you know, if you want to find out what this cabinet tree looked like before it was painted or whatever, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram. So they can kind of get a feel of the flavor of the day in the life of, and some people are into that, I'm finding out. That's why it's important for your Instagram <laughs> stories. All right. So Nicole O'Dwyer, are you ready for the what up wingnut round? I am. I am. Prepared. She must have done her homework. (laughs) Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Okay. So I would be a pine tree. My reasoning is because growing up, we had these big pine trees in our yard. And when I was a little kid, I used to love to climb them. But I would also tie a bucket with a string to the top of them. And I have two younger brothers. So I would lower the bucket and make my brothers put snacks in the bucket. And then I would raise it back up. So whenever like, I don't know, just when I saw that question, I'm like, I would be a pine tree. Cause I would always sit up there and be like, Brandon, get me a juice box. Chris, get me Cheetos. Like that would be my thing. So that is awesome. You have Cheetos. Yes. Yeah. So these questions, people besmirch them, but they're very psychologically telling. I love yeah. that. If you were on death row, what would your very last meal be? So definitely some paella, but it also has to go with like a nice glass of wine. Oh, there you go. There's your your Spanish roots. There's my Spanish roots. Yeah. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Flying. Wouldn't that be awesome? I love to travel and it would just be like, I'm there. That would be great. And then you won't have to worry about traffic. You have to watch out for the power lines, though. I'm very wary power of them lines. when yeah, I fly. Yeah, we got to go up high. I'd fly down, <laughs> fly down to high point, you know, just... Oh, you, you are going. Are you going? You are going to High Point, right? I'm yeah, going to High Point. She's, awesome. She's we'll going. See you there. I'm your roommate. I, I, I might know where she's staying. <laughs> yes, I'm your roommate at High Point. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I'm t- I listen, guys. I have been trying a new migraine medicine, and it's working really well. Guys, know I suffer from migraine. It's oh, called no. a Jovi, but I oh, swear geez. to you, I swear to you, it's messing with my memory. Oh, it's no. made her memory. Shit. I'm also going it works to, really well. Um, Short Hells for Luann. Wow. Yeah, you yeah. are. Awesome. You can so see So two us, weekends uh, in a row. <laughs> Bring the whiskey. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. So last but not least. Yes. What book has had the biggest impact on you and your business? Me and my business is Branding Plus Interior Design by Kim Cutable. Oh, That yeah. just really, it really just is a great book. I mean, it has the little questionnaire and I, once I read it, I read it when it first came out. So it was a little bit ago, but it just really ties everything in. About building your brand. That is an excellent book. I actually have two copies because I accidentally ordered one extra. <laughs> but that is that is a really good book. That's it's a building- good one. It makes you yeah. think about mm-hmm. your business on, on a bigger scale. So definitely something name- that helped me. Okay. And the name of that is? Branding again, plus interior design. Visibility and business strategy for interior designers. It's on my desk. <laughs> Awesome, possum. So you did mention Luann Live. I wanted to remind the wingnuts that we're yes. going to be there. And that is Natalie has the dates. 
March thirty first through April first. Yes. yes, I do. A short Hills, New Jersey, at the Hilton. At the Hilton, and yes. Natalie and I will be emceeing that event, and you will be there. And it's just going to be, be one big two and a half day party with lots of shenanigans. I'm Absolutely. excited, but also lots of important information. Um, information. Yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah. she said in the video, like a lot of hard work. So I'm excited. Little professional Wait a development. Wait a work? Why well, didn't no, sign up for no. hard work? Oh. We didn't sign up for work. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It's all going to be fun. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really, really interested in seeing the speakers and learning. Me too. I mean, hey, here's a here's a surprise. We have an interior design firm, so I w- I want to pick the brains, you know, of the people speaking and see what's going on. So I'm we got we got in we got We're in good. to see that, and yeah, all we got to do is just uh, you know earn earn our supper by talking every now and then. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah, so That's if you guys awesome. want to find out more about that event, just go to luannlive.com. That's L-U-A-N-N-L-I-V-E.com. Nicole, please tell our listeners where they can stalk you and creep you. Where they can stalk <laughs> me? Well, my Instagram is NS underscore interior designs. And mm. my website is NSinteriorDesigns.com. It used to be my full name. So I, uh, it's not. It's NSinteriorDesigns.com. Alrighty, cool beans. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, Nicole. that was Thank you great. for your kind words. Uh, yes, that makes me of very course. happy. Yeah, we appreciate it. Well, Thank it was you. Good talking to you both. I can't believe I forgot she was staying with us at High Point, Darla. You forget a lot of things. These you know, days. I have been forgetting a lot lately. But I'll tell you what, I haven't been getting migraines migraines and that has been a blessing and they have been plagued me because you know we have these appearances we have podcast interviews and i've had to cancel on people and i don't want people thinking i'm a flake you're not a flake. i don't think it's a result of this medicine though honestly i think it's because i just have too much on your plate on my plate yeah really it really is can we retire yet? i need a vacation you know what we need a vacation home Ah, and can, we're going to let Nicole design it because I ain't doing that. that. That is a sweet gig, though. You know, and that's something that's untapped. We haven't even really thought of down here. Just we're right. We're half an hour away from the keys from, you know, you know how many vacation places, second homes Absolutely, are because we rented them. <clears throat> okay, so we need to we need to have a little powwow with Shana. Absolutely. And say- A little uh, geo-hashtagging. Yeah, what you've marketing. done here for Nicole, Darla Palantiris wants a piece of that action. Absolutely. It's like, you know how it is, the, what is it, the, the shoemaker's kids have, have no shoes? Have no shoes, yeah. yes. Is that how it goes? Something, something like that. something like the cobbler's, yeah. Also, she mentioned Branding Plus Interior Design by Kim Cutable, which I have two copies of because I ordered them on Amazon. Because Why? Because I forgot to order the first one. That sounds about right. Yeah, but it, that's a really good book. It's really in depth. You guys, if you don't know Kim Cutable, I'll have to give Jonathan that spelling, my editor, to put it in the show notes. <laughs> I, I will do that. Um, it, it is a really nice handbook, and a lot of designers swear by that. And she's going to be so sick of us because she's going to get her fill of us at Luann Live, which is going to be in Short Hill, New Jersey, March 31st through April 1st, LuannLive.com. Go check it out. It's going to be a two and a half day extravaganza of interior design business learning. Your head will explode. So maybe a helmet would be a good idea. To keep it all in? Yeah. And, you know, so you don't get so messy. Also, don't forget to come see us. Check us out at High Point. That's events.mydomastudio.com slash social media. You can see my smiling mug along with Nicole Heimer's smiling mug. We want to see you there. It's going to be a terrific talk about how you can get real clients from your social media strategy, your social media posts, just like Nicole's doing, just like I'm doing, and countless millions. <laughs> yes, Darla, countless millions. Also, Nicole's going to be going over about how to build that funnel, your email marketing, you know, lead nurturing, lead all magnets, all that kind all of All that stuff. good stuff that I don't pay attention to that I let the girls handle. Yeah, but you're learning. 
I don't want to. So learn you have that going much. for you. Okay, guys. So if you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button. P- give us a review. It totally helps listeners to find the show. New listeners helps put us out there so they can hear our craziness. Also, follow us on social at Wingnut Social. And if you are just have no time to do your own social media, give us a call at one eight seven seven Wingnut. We'll be more than happy to help you out. And I think that's it. I don't think we have anything else. All right. Until next time, guys. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. And my website is, what's my website? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Did I answer that question right? I, I, so far, so good. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was, that was the answer. (laughs) All right. Well, there we go. And this is, I was going to, I had a thought. Please stand by. Oh, man. In short hairs, New Jersey. Short hairs? Short hairs. See, I want to cut my hair so bad, guys. I, you have no idea how bad I would like to cut my hair. And it's so, short hairs. It's short hairs. That is going to be it. That's now. not. I wasn't thinking about haircut. We apologize to our guest Jerry Cerruti. We ran out of time.